Who are you? Friends call me Zeke. Zeke the plumber? Smart kid. Hey, does this look familiar? Harry the Hippo? Hey, where'd you get him from? From inside your head. That's where you keep all the things you don't want anybody to know about. Good evening, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. And I'm Andrew. And welcome to episode 22, the first Halloween episode uh, in a month full of them. And there was no other way to get it started except for with this episode. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to be talking about Zeke the Plumber Mm -hmm. of uh, Salute Your Shorts, of course. Um, yeah, a really, really good start, I think. Um, maybe, like, the most memorable Nickelodeon episode and maybe character. Yeah, very. Uh, yeah, I think anybody who was a fan of 90s Nickelodeon, you say Zeke the Plumber, and they know immediately who you're talking yeah. about, which is not always true of all characters. Yeah, I, th- I kind of credit this episode with, like, getting me into Nickelodeon stuff more. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember this really early on, like, solidifying that uh, love for this. Yeah, it did air pretty early. Yeah. Um, and so this is just one of many Halloween episodes that are going to be coming this month. I'm, yeah. I'm, loving, I'm lovingly calling this month Podtober. <laughs> Take it or leave it, people. But uh, I, I'm just excited. So where we've been doing one episode a week, you're going to be here in a couple now. Yeah, and I think this is uh, one of our favorite um times of the year Mm. uh just a really great like all of october has always been kind of like dominated by halloween and just i just like the scariness and the uh, trick-or-treating the whole atmosphere definitely and nickelodeon did a great job we're going to talk more i think a little more next week about um why nickelodeon did this so successfully uh in october but um this week it'll be it'll be zeke uh, very, very scary. Um, before we do that, just a couple comments from listeners. Uh, so Celeste emailed us, um, and she just was saying that she really enjoyed the Hey Arnold Vacant Lot episode mm. review. Um, she was saying that some of her favorite Hey Arnolds included Helga on the Couch, Dino Checks Out, School Dance, Teacher Strike, Parents Day, uh, episodes like that. She mm. also uh, kind of gave us a reminder, and reminder to you guys out there, that the Hey Arnold Jungle movie uh, comes out in November 23rd, so mm. that should be wow, yeah, that's really soon. Soon, and yeah. um, uh, she said she made a recommendation of a versus uh, that was Parents Day versus the Journal. Two episodes that kind of get at the background of what happened to Arnold's parents. Yeah, um, and so yeah, anytime you guys have versus ideas. It's always cool to get some of those. Yeah. Um, so thank you for those ideas, Celeste. We also heard from Justin, and he's emailing us on our episode that was weeks ago, <laughs> uh, our favorite guest stars. Uh, he says, excellent topic. There's so many of mine that went on to be bigger stars after their Nickelodeon days. For example, I had a big crush on Alicia Cuthbert from Are You mm, Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she turned into the real it girl. Yeah. The girl next door, literally, that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he says his top five are number five, Bobcat Goldwaith uh, from the Tale of oh, the yeah. Final Wish as the Sandman. <laughs> he said, I knew him before this episode from the episode of Married with Children in Tales hmm. of the Crypt. Uh, his voice unintentionally cracks me up, and I remember his role as Sandman being goofy and over the top. Uh, number four, he picked Iggy Pop um, Ooh, yeah. from The Adventures of Pete and Pete. I knew him prior uh, to the role as known as Dad due to my love of music, and he was a pioneer uh, in my favorite genre of punk. Uh, his episode, Dance Fever, is one of my favorite episodes. I really like the dynamics between Nona and her and Iggy in yeah. this episode. Uh, number three... Yeah, one you mentioned, I think it was your number two, Michael Bauer, Venus DeMilo, and Danny Cooksey Ooh. from Salute Your Shorts on Wild and Crazy <laughs> yeah, Kids. Nice. Uh, Salute Your Shorts is one of my top three favorite shows, and it felt like they were breaking the fourth wall by having the cast playing games and acting yeah. like kids. Yeah, that was great. And you almost forget, when you're a kid and you see these kid actors, you almost forget their kids with you a little bit. Where like they'd be on the game shows and having fun with just like kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know almost... you. They're like on your level now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, number two, interesting one. Will Friedel uh, from the Are You Afraid mm. of the Dark episode, The Tale of the Long Ago Locket. It's no secret that Are You Afraid of the Dark is one of my all-time favorite shows. As mentioned above, with Slew Your Shorts rounding out my top three. Uh, is the show Boy Meets World. Yeah. Uh, I really like this episode more than I think others do. To go off the podcast YouTube comments discussion, I think this episode opened my eyes to some real life uh, <laughs> lessons. <laughs> Those lessons being take opportunities, live without regret, uh, and life can pass you by before you expect. Wow. Yeah. Getting pretty deep. Yeah. Um, our guest Kevin, also a gigantic Boy Meets yeah. World fan. Um, yeah, he loves it. Um, yeah, I'd totally forgotten that he was in that episode, but that was a pretty good episode. And though. known at that time, yeah. like he would have been Eric yeah. uh, from Boy Meets World. <laughs> um, and uh, his number one, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, from Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of Station 109.1. I think this is an excellent episode, and our boy Roy has some great lines and moments in this episode, as demonstrated by the sound bites you included. I didn't remember him from too many things, but he was, of course, memorable and problem child, and I was a big fan of USA's Up All Night TV yeah. block on Saturday nights when I was allowed to stay up and watch uh, whatever raunchy movies they were showing. <laughs> His loud voice and squinty eyes brought me a fair mix of comedy that was on the fine line of obnoxious. <laughs> As an adult, I think I appreciate his humor more, which I agree with. Yeah. Uh, close calls, he mentioned Kendall Gill from My Brother and Me. The NBA was my favorite sport as a kid in the 90s, so I understood Dee Dee and Elfie's excitement that their favorite player would be sign uh, signing things yeah. at a local comic book store. Ferguson, uh, he mentioned Lori Beth Denver from oh, Figure It Out, boy. your number one. Yeah. He says, I recall rolling my eyes every time it was her turn to guess. Could you imagine being lucky enough to become one of the contestants on one of your favorite game shows as a kid? Imagine having your dreams ruined by someone who is playing so aggressively that you would think they were fighting for their life in one of Jigsaw's contraptions in the Saw series. Uh, he says, I cannot wait for the October episodes. Halloween is my favorite holiday, and I spend the entire month of October celebrating by watching horror movies and listening to Misfit Records. Hashtag Nick or Treat. Nice. Uh, and then he says, good night, whispers Zeke the Plumber repeatedly. <laughs> uh, a great segue into what we're going to be talking about next. Not only Zeke, but before we got into um, the episode, we we just wanted to start the month by talking about like what are some of our favorite 
scary horror type yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, so we kind of compiled lists of um, our favorites. Yeah. Um, this was really tough for me because scary movies are kind of my it was what I was always into, you know, growing up. So like I have a lot that really affected me. Um, but I finally nailed it down. I think these kind of like. I think these are good picks. Okay. Um, so my number five is Evil Dead 2. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, just, I'm not even sure how to describe it. Like, one of the best, like, just in-your-face kind of, like, splatter fests, I guess. Yeah. Um, one of the first that I'd seen. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like, uh, it's a lot like the first one, except With a better in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, so that, and I love the whole series, love Army of Darkness too, but this one's like the one I think that got me into it and like really hooked me. No, it is very good. Um, and I love the just like cabin in the woods, uh, trope, you know, yeah, even, yeah, at this point it feels kind of played out, but, uh, I think that movie probably helped create the, yeah, that, that that genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number five is a little more modern. Um, it's a movie that I think maybe some people have worn out on, but I had a really, you know, I think it's part of that ex- first experience. Okay, yeah. Uh, so my number five is The Ring. Oh. Um, huh. Yeah, I think it it was one of those, one of the first movie experiences where I remember feeling very tense in the theater yeah. besides and, and i'm not i didn't count stuff like jurassic park okay, yeah. um i w- tried to go with movies that were meant to be scary but jurassic park had that had that feel too <laughs> of i remember being very little and uh very tense um so the ring even though it's kind of funny now because you know vhs is uh obsolete <laughs> yeah. uh it still is effective in the idea of something coming out of a screen something you can't get rid of once it's unleashed yeah totally um, and the, there was a lot of great settings it was kind of even though it was like a big pop culture hit it was kind of a moody movie yeah um it had like a really muted tone and um the backstory of like the mother and the daughter it 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 hit a lot of the right notes for me it is really rare that you get like a big budget horror movie mm-hmm. that turns out well yeah I mean, it's yeah. just so far few and far between it's yeah. hard to do good i think and it seems like big studios don't ne- generally want to take big chances yeah. on horror movies yeah. rather just like you know i think out there there's like blumhouse films where you know they they make modestly budgeted yeah. horror movies that are pretty good of course um, this may all change with immediately in the immediate future yeah, i guess in the know? in the wake of it yeah which yeah. we'll talk about in a second yeah um okay well uh my next one it's funny that he brought up uh, up all night because i think that's the first place where i saw this movie and got hooked oh. on it and it just like got me as a kid um and that is killer clowns from outer space <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah so good yeah I, I really love the effects in it and mm-hmm. the look of the clowns <laughs> like some of my favorite like makeup and costume work yeah even though that's a really kind of silly movie the clowns are terrifying yeah they look <laughs> i mean you believe they're real you yeah know? yeah um and all their just like gimmicks the yeah. popcorn that turned into weird clown heads yeah and them sucking the blood out of the uh <laughs> Cotton candy cocoons. Yeah, the cotton candy cocoons is really haunting. Yeah. Uh, and they're really, like, perverted and <laughs> uh, 
just over the top. Yeah. And so, like, the mixture of how they looked plus the fact that they were so brash yeah. was, <laughs> like, get me away from this thing. It's just, like, one of my fav- all-time favorite, like, visual effects movies. So mm. It feels like the whole time you're getting, like, a treat visually. Yeah. You know? yeah. That was one of the first scary movies I remember watching that also kind of made me laugh. Yeah. And so... It was a weird thing because I didn't know whether that genre really existed, <laughs> yeah. but and I think it is kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I and I also associate it with uh, my last night at college, which for whatever reason <laughs> popped in killer clowns <laughs> from outer space wow. to kill some time. So, uh, yeah. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no real significance. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, so uh, my number four is a. Uh, I guess another kind of same time period as The Ring, a movie called The Others with Nicole Kidman. Oh man, um, I have not seen that. Oh okay, still. yeah, it's um, it's a very slow movie. Uh, it's kind of a, it really takes its time. It's a period piece. Uh, Nicole Kidman moves into a large house. Uh, she's her her husband's off fighting in World War Two, and uh, her children are allergic to sunlight. Um, hmm. and so she has to hire pretty much a family of nannies to move in and make sure the children aren't exposed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course it kind of turns into like a scary haunted mm-hmm. house type movie, but it, but at a very slow pace. And so I kind of <laughs> like moodier type scary movies, ones that are take their time and yeah. a little darker. Yeah. Um, okay. it, it's not going to make you. It's not, there's not like jump scares or yeah. a ton of jump scares, but it makes you kind of the whole time you're trying to figure out what's what yeah i like that i do like that element too um something mm-hmm. that wasn't on my list but i think does that maybe the best for me mm-hmm. is rosemary's baby oh yeah like just a right gr- to the end yeah <laughs> yeah it's a really i mean it almost seems like not enough's happening but it is always it always feels good mm-hmm. yeah like they i don't know they he just uh really nailed that yeah i agreed um okay well my number three uh this is a pretty popular one, but it's The Lost Boys. Oh, uh, yeah, very Huge effect on me as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites. And another one that's kind of, like, humorous as well as mm-hmm. scary. Um, a lot of great moments. I think it's still my favorite vampire movie ever. Yeah. I was trying to, like, come up with um, all, like, the my f- all the top vampire movies for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think this kills it. I mean, it, like, there, I guess it's hard because there's, um, I mean, vampires is kind of like one note, so it's like whatever it is for you, whatever works for you, that's yeah. kind of going to be what it, you know. Do you think it has anything to do, like, for this list, it occurred to me of the time and place in my life where I saw the movie. Do you think that has an impact? I think that most of these... All, uh, all of them, I guess. Um, I first saw it, like at a certain age, mm-hmm. like just old enough to start watching horror movies mm-hmm. without them like affecting me psychologically really yeah. hard. Um, but like still young enough to where like watching a movie felt like a real experience. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of Le- changed left over the years. Left a dent a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Now you understand the formulas more. Yeah. And kind of the common themes and thinking about a little bit more about how it was made and yeah. stuff. Right. And so yeah. Okay. Uh, my number three was uh, a movie. The first time I watched was with you, uh, Creep Show. Um, and I actually like both a lot. I like Creep Show yeah. and Creep Show too. Um, but yeah, the segments from it's so if you haven't seen Creep Show, it's a movie broken down into different stories, uh, kind of 
anthology type Twilight Zone, except yeah. a little more grotesque. Um, and um, yeah, just like the different segments, there really isn't a segment to me that like I truly dislike, and I had fun jumping from the stories. Um, so it's it's a movie that if it's on, I like definitely watch. And, yeah, um, for sure. There's some actual kind of like good scares or like psychological stuff in it. So yeah, I think that uh, that those both are maybe the top two horror anthology movies. Mm. I mean, there's not yeah. that many, like no. especially not really good ones. Yeah, they tried so like, Twilight Zone and that. I do like Twilight Zone yeah. a lot. Um, it almost made my list, except mm. that um, there's really. I, when I finally like kind of broke it down, I was like, well, there's really only one that's really horror. That's like straight horror in your face. Would that be uh the nightmare at twenty thousand feet? Oh really? Yeah. I thought um I thought a um it's it's been a, it's a good it's life. a good life. Yeah, that that is horror too. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, so those two. <laughs> um, but it, I guess it wasn't just full on horror, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. didn't pick it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So creep show. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a good one. Um, my number two, and I didn't put it on here because of recent events, but it's the It miniseries. Okay. Uh, that, man, maybe more than, like, any movie when I first saw it, like, just changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like my entire life, or my yeah. entire, like, outlook on life. Yeah. Um, and was probably the scariest, probably still is the scariest movie-watching experience I've ever had. Yeah. Um, I've... I'm not even sure what exactly it was, but maybe it was just, like, that compared to other horror movies at the time, the story was so involved Mm. and, like, real feeling. Yeah. And it just, like, it just stuck with me. That character scared the hell out of me. Yeah. I don't know. No, I hear you. Um, I may talk about it in a moment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not my number two, so you can do the math, but uh, my number two is The Shining. Mm, yeah. And uh, St- Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, not the miniseries on uh, ABC. But um, it's, again, another good example of a movie that really takes its time to. It earns its scares. Uh, and it's also really about like the characters in the movie i I guess i shouldn't i shouldn't say my all my picks have this theme because creep show is not totally a movie about (laughs) it doesn't really take its time or anything like that but um i don't know shining has a feel to it where you're watching it you can feel the weight of the movie as you're watching it it feels really heavy and um jack nicholson's really awesome in it and uh yeah every scare is uh, memorable there isn't like a throwaway yeah i feel like in a lot of modern movies there's so many scares that like you almost have to try to recall them (laughs) and in the shining every single one is almost iconic like it it stands by itself yeah um and now that i'm thinking about it like a lot of the scary parts in that were like not built up Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like you didn't feel the movie getting you ready for the scare the music wasn't building really it's just a scene that happens and it's unsettling yeah (laughs) you almost have once the scene's over then you realize oh that was messed up (laughs) you almost like pause for a second as it like right when it happens like Mm. to get your bearing is like what is happening um that's a great pick though and i think it's like one of the few really great cinematic horror movies mm. ever yeah it, it's always made me sad that like part of the connection with it is that stephen king didn't love the way it came out yeah. and I, I mean, that's not the story but it i always just wish 
he hadn't, I guess, been as vocal about it. Um, because it feels like it detracts a little that the author doesn't like the product. It's so funny to me because he has been, like, championing every other movie that has anything to do with it. Right. Whether Uh, it's Thinner (laughs) or Stand By Me. (laughs) And I don't know. The only thing is that he did write a first draft Mm -hmm. for The Shining, Mm -hmm. and Stanley Kubrick wouldn't use it. So that may have created a... But what did he think was going to happen with Stanley Kubrick? (laughs) I I know. I hear you. Well, good good pick, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my number one, I che- this is a cheat a little bit, but uh, it's Creepshow 1 and 2. Oh, okay. Um, oh, darn it. I wish I could use both. <laughs> I just, I have a hard time separating them. I think they, like, really feel similar. They really flow totally nicely. Yeah. yeah. One's um, got more stories. Yeah. yeah. I almost think of them as the same movie, though. Like, yeah. when I go to revisit them. Yeah. Um, I, I just, man, I love everything about those. Like, mm. very, like, old, pulpy uh, mm-hmm. horror stories. Um, really just like done really well for being so encapsulated, right, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're, supposed, they're supposed to feel like they come out of a comic book yeah. and they do. Yeah. That yeah. whole comic book theme around them is great. Um, I really love all the effects in them. Mm. Some of my favorite horror effects. Um, do you have a least and most favorite segment? Ooh, uh, I was not ready. <laughs> It's tough. Um, why don't you? Yeah, why yeah. don't you go? I have for sure my least favorite mm-hmm. is um, they're creeping up on you, the bug segment with oh, the guy in the room. One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still really like it, but yeah. it, it somehow falls flatter to me than the rest. Yeah. Maybe because it's in one spot. No, I I think that might be a good call. That might be the least memorable. Yeah, yeah. and it's and you're in that like white room, so yeah. it's not much of an atmosphere. So yeah. which is a little weird for a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite. This was tough. Man, I'm still not even sure, but I, I guess barely it'll be the crate. Oh yeah, uh, that that was what I was kind <laughs> of leaning towards as my favorite. Um, you know, something's under the stairs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's such a great idea. This box yeah. that's been sitting there for a hundred years, and, right? Um, and it's a really funny segment too with his wife, like mm-hmm. just harping and yeah. him imagining killing her. It's, yeah, it's like uh, grotesque but also funny at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they, all of those do pre- a pretty good job of like having some humor. Not every single one, but they have some humor. Um, yeah, the crate's really good. I don't remember what it's called, but I do kind of enjoy the um, uh, the one with the Indian uh, statue. Old Chief Woodenhead. Old Chief Woodenhead, <laughs> yeah. Um, that one always had like a creepy feel, even though it's kind of hokey. Yeah. It really gets me in the Halloween mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that, that, re- that one in particular feels like a real old-fashioned right. horror yeah. that I really like. Very good. Um, no, no debate there. And then number one, it was your number two. The miniseries was, I think, as you said, it really left, uh, left a deep impact on me as far as what was scary. Uh, it had, it had pretty much every genre of horror to me. It had the silly stuff. It had the really psychological stuff. Um, and then it had just the flat out scares of, you know, Pennywise and, um, so it's it's interesting because uh, we've both seen uh, yeah. this last month uh, the new 2017 it was released. Uh, we've both seen it. Yeah. And um, I think 
I'm going to try not to spoil anything, but just in case <laughs> you're really trying to stay fresh, yeah. you know, you might want to fast forward here. But Yeah. I Yeah, I won't really try to spoil much. Uh, I mean, it, it was hard to watch it without kind of comparing it because it, that the miniseries had been so important to me. Yeah. Um, but I think the more time I've had to sit around and think about it, the more I've been able to move away from yes, yeah. uh, to have them be separate things. Um, so what did you think? Yeah, I actually saw it twice. The first time, it, the first, the miniseries was just like, you know, imprinted on my mind. So I was inadvertently comparing them like the whole time. Um, and the second time I just like got away from that more and could appreciate it for what it was um, yeah. more. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I think compared to the book, um, it was really good. It's hard to do that, I guess, because the book is so detailed and so long. And, like, I really enjoy the book. Um, but I think it did a really good job fitting stuff in. Um, I think it was very scary. Um, I guess... I mean, if well, what were your first impressions? I mean... Um... I, sh- I I've only seen it once, but I shared I shared the experience of ha- struggling to kind of separate it. Um, I think I think it's worth commending the project because I think it would have been really easy to totally screw up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and they didn't totally screw it up. And in fact, I think they did like a really nice job with it. Um, so I think it had elements that I liked a little bit more than the miniseries. Uh, I kind of liked not going back and forth between mm. uh, the adults and the kids, which I don't think is a spoiler at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the first one's about the kids. Uh, whereas in the miniseries, you had a lot of the back and forth, kind of remembering flashbacks. Um, I think it works. It didn't bother. It doesn't bother mm-hmm. me in the miniseries, um, but I actually like just being able to spend time with the kids and see their experience before they grow up. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a real strength. Um, how about you? I, Things I was, you liked? I was okay with that. I mean, I don't think I have. I, I kind of wanted to have a strong opinion one way or the other, but mm-hmm. just couldn't come up with it. Um, I think that now that I've had a lot of time to like digest the new one. I think the main thing, the main two points for me that don't do it in the new one as well as the original mm-hmm. was the pacing. Mm-hmm. Thought the, the this new one felt very packed, which I like because I like to see a lot of the stuff. At the same time, it I think it kind of detracted from some of the characters, yeah, like characterization and whatever. Um, and also, uh, I gotta give it to uh the tim curry pennywise Mm. if i had to pick which one i liked more still there's just something so unnerving about his performance i think in the new one we see a lot of pennywise but there's not as much of that interacting with him Mm -hmm. and it's just a little he's like more a little more animalistic instead instead of the old like kind of calculated (laughs) like really creepy yeah having fun but also having an agenda yeah the tim curry version yeah yeah, I I had I had some of the same issues with Pennywise. I I I f- was really optimistic because the Georgie Pennywise scene at the beginning in the sewer seems yeah. like it hit exactly the right tone. That was I I would I would have been very happy if that was the Pennywise going forward in the film of being a little subdued yeah. while also being a little you could tell like out of it, like yeah. not totally human. Um 
and it doesn't it just doesn't have a consistent tone to me where he seems to be going from manic to calm and um yeah it just but the movie i mean it packs so much in that i feel like it's almost a for it, it forces that where uh yeah the 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 old the miniseries felt like Pennywise's inclusion was a little more natural within yeah. the story. And they do fit in uh, some of the other creature things yeah. going on a lot more, so yeah. that detracts from the amount of time you get for from Pennywise. Right. Um, so, and, But these are all pretty nitpicky. I mean, yeah. even if it doesn't sound like it, like yeah. this is just me trying to like really grasp for some no, differences. No, yeah, it yeah. was it was I mean the the scares were really good. Yeah. The visuals were great. I think the loser club the losers club was uh, each kid was really great. Yeah. Even if you didn't feel like they got deep enough into each kid, again, there's restraints and time and I, who you get to know. But they did a really nice job, I thought, with Bev and Bill. Yeah. I also read now that uh, there will be more going on with Stan in mm-hmm. the extended cut and yeah. that the second part will deal more with Mike. So I like yeah. that because I felt like those were the two characters that got the least kind of time agreed yeah that'll be that'll be nice um i think both you and i had a little bit of a hang up on them relocating the time period to the 80s yeah felt a little unnecessary um the other thing i've been thinking about is the fact that the second half would have to be modern day yeah that introduces the whole element of what are you doing about cell phones yeah technology and i don't want that and it really but um, it is what it is. We'll, yeah. I, you know, I think they proved in the first part they can be trusted. Yeah, enough. yeah, uh, yeah. I feel good about it coming up. So, yeah. yeah so pretty good. Yeah. I if think. you guys have thoughts, shoot us your thoughts. Uh, I, I know none of this has been about Nickelodeon or Zeke the Plumber, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we we are going to talk about it. You've you, you're do- you're wearing today your Zeke the Plumber shirt, which yes. is really cool. Uh, this is from one of my favorite sites called mm. fright rags they okay. do a lot of horror uh t-shirts and like other stuff um really obscure stuff they do so i i have gotten into that i like that you know yeah um and when i saw this i thought what better occasion <laughs> than this yeah you know? very good um yeah it's a cool shirt uh zeke the plumber as we've said is kind of part of the 90s nickelodeon i mean it's a little bigger than just a random episode yeah. it's part of the overall feel of it um and so it's an episode we've been really excited to talk about uh jim was supposed to be here with us today as we mentioned last podcast just couldn't make it yeah but that's all right uh we're we have as you we're 30 minutes about 30 minutes and we haven't talked about zeke the plumber yet so we're okay um but yeah it's really exciting to talk about now the moment in history as i like to Mm. do is um it, it ends up that we've already talked about this month in history because uh, it aired the same month as Sarah Madre, also a Salute Your Shorts yeah, episode. Yeah, another episode that I like a lot. Uh, you a know, little more than me. But not yeah. as strong, but yeah. it's this. Um, so this was, it's hard to believe, but this was the second episode of the series. Yeah. <laughs> um, really bold. Yeah, really. How they even, I'm not even sure what the thinking was. Like, So... I think this was after the Aria Afraid of the Dark premiere, at least the Canadian Around one. the time, yeah. So, like, maybe Nickelodeon picked it up at the same time and, yeah. like, got a fee- I, I just have no better explanation for how, yeah. why they would have done this. Or if you film this episode, it would just seem try to wait closer to Halloween. Yeah. Because June 5th is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not the day yeah. that I'd be thinking yeah. about this. Um, but... 
it also has, you know, they're at a camp. They're telling scary stories. So I guess the idea uh, yeah. could have just been, you know, this is something that happens at camp. Kids sit around, yeah, and, you know, call. sit around and they tell each other stories. <laughs> um, but that month, uh, June 1991, uh, we, we talked about it. The movies that month were Backdraft, City Slickers, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Naked Gun Two and a Half. Um, the songs that month were I Don't Want to Cry by Mariah Carey, More Than Words Extreme, and Rush Rush by Paula Abdul. Um, but at that point, we weren't doing video games. Uh, Kevin mm. introduced that element to This Month in History. So the video games of June of 1991 included uh, Sega's, Sega's release of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, for this Sega Mega Drive Genesis, which later became the pack-in game yeah. for the console, so it came with it. Um, so that was kind of the big release that yeah. month, which is okay. a big one. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, we've we've uh, we've hit it. Yeah. And so Let's. I think uh, <laughs> it's time to dive into Zeke the Plumber. Yeah. So we start off with a interesting shot, I think, for a Nickelodeon show: the through the camera lens shot. Um, Sponge giving a video tour of the camp. Yeah. Um, and he runs into Budnick. Didn't do you, I, I'm assuming you know what Budnick was doing. He's carving Ugg is a loser into one of the <laughs> oldest trees in the camp. What are you doing? I'm carving Ugly as a loser into the tree. That way the kids of the future will know what a complete jaboni he is. That is just so great to me. So, something about that and how mad Ugg gets about this. Yeah. But uh, Ugly, actually. Yeah, Ugly. ugly. Like, yeah. Uh, but you know Ugg is mad because he calls Budnick by Robert. Hi there, Robert. Very creative. Hey, I just found this horrible thing about you on the tree, and I was about to scratch it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we just get that little intro there before the opening credits, and then we come back to Dr. Khan announcing tonight's activities. Yeah. This is Dr. Khan. Tonight's activities will be a terrifying ghost story about Camp Bonawana history. Or bingo in the rec center. First prize is a box of licorice. <laughs> Another uh, great appearance. So two options at the camp, which yeah. is realistic. You know, you don't have to go to the ghost story. Yeah, that... Yeah. Is. <laughs> and it appears most of the kids went to bingo. Yeah. <laughs> a very subtle, like, adi- you know, like, creating of this world. Yeah. Um, so uh, we go into the, like... Uh, main room, I guess. Yeah, the lodge. Yeah, yeah. Um, where all the kids are gathered to hear Budnick tell the story of Zeke the plumber. Yeah. Um, and why not hear Budnick? Yeah, let's hear go it. over it. A long time ago, there was a guy named Zeke. He used to clean out the toilets here at camp. Already, it's a horror story. <laughs> but the smell didn't bother him because see, Zeke didn't have a nose. Why not? When he was in the army. He got his nose bit off by a parrot in the Philippines. One day, Zeke's outside digging a hole, and he hits a pipe, a gas pipe, because he can't smell the leaking gas. He makes a big mistake and lights a match. Listen, I'm telling this story. He makes a big mistake and lights a match. (laughs) Boom! Zeke was a human party popper. (laughs) Besides part of his upper lip, all they ever found of Zeke was a big bloody hatchet. All they ever found was this. A toilet plunger? This is the lamest ghost story I've ever heard. I know, Budnick. What's the big deal? My dad has one of these at home. Yeah, but your dad's probably doesn't have a curse on it. Curse? What curse? Don't touch me. 
They say old Zeke the plumber's ghost still walks around Camp Bonawana looking for his plunger. And anyone who touches it will be haunted in their dreams. Uh, so that's the story of Zeke. Very creepy. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of simple. Uh, I thought I remembered it like being way more yeah. um, complex, but... And uh, there's some jokes that really land in this episode. I love Dina saying, uh, you know, when, when Budnick says he cleans toilets, uh, she's Dina comments that this is a horror story. Um, um, ZZ, I believe. Oh, uh, uh, no, no, Dina, no, no, ZZ, ZZ, ZZ calls yeah, him yeah. the Freddy Krueger yeah, yeah, of custodians. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but there are some real jokes that land in yeah, this episode. Yeah, there definitely are. Um, so uh, during the story... The, uh, Budnick passes around the Zeke's haunted plunger. Yeah, without which, telling them, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's cursed. Um, so Michael and Telly both touch the plunger yeah. and then find out that the curse is on them and they kind of freak out for a second. Um, so after this, they're all kind of like sick of the ghost story. They go back to their bunks and we see the girls in their bunks and they're like trying to pretend like they're not afraid but they're yeah they're doing ghost prep yeah, yeah. so you got toothpaste right yeah uh, dina around the bed <laughs> yeah. the other girls are kind of rolling their eyes until uh they're also all frightened yeah i mean think about it logically why would zeke the plumber go around stalking kids he got his nose bit off and he's dead how's that uh, um and uh, so they go to bed, and the next thing we get is Michael mm. in the boys' bunk uh, with the first appearance of Zeke the Plumber. Yeah. Um, this is about, like, the scariest moment, I think. Yeah. Uh, this guy just being in the bunk when you wake up. Yeah. like, And there's this, I'll play it here, there's this sound, like, uh, oh. uh, it's I think kind of a, it's a mixture of a plunger sound, but also just like a thud, a thumping. Uh, here, I'll play it here. And it's um, it's a great sound effect. Yeah. Uh, and there's no real music playing, so you just hear this like plunging sound, and then just it's totally dark in the cabin. In the cabin, and Michael is just sees this yeah. full-grown man <laughs> plunging a toilet. Uh, and it's I think it's the most effective scare yeah. of the the whole scene is just so scary because Zeke is he doesn't even really care Michael's there he's like just in the cabin <laughs> <laughs> plunging the toilet yeah Michael's talking to him yeah. and Zeke's just you know yeah there but just waking up like imagining waking up suddenly there's this guy yeah. in the dark it's very off-putting <laughs> and as an adult that's a very scary thought of waking I think you know, we could talk about fears, and that's kind of what this episode is about, is what yeah. do you fear, but, um, kind of going back to it, uh, yeah. but when, like, as an adult, one thing that really would scare me is waking up and having a person standing in my room. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. That's, that's horrifying. <laughs> and I think they, um, did something a little different with the fears in this than most things, where it's like, most things are like regular type fears, like spiders or mm-hmm. whatever, clowns, um, but this is like real life. Like, he's afraid of having everybody know about his stuffed animal. What embarrasses him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Harry the Hippo. <laughs> I love that moment where Zeke uh, has the megaphone all of a sudden yeah. and announces it. <laughs> Let's hear it here. You're not going to tell anybody about this, are you? Of course not. So, I mean, if the kids at camp know I have a stuffed animal and I suck my thumb. I mean, I used to suck my thumb. Attention, everybody. 
Michael Stein sucks his thumb and he has a stuffed animal at camp. <laughs> you baby! Give me a break, please. Come on. Let's see what else you have inside your head. No! 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 <laughs> yeah, so what a jerk move. <laughs> so ridiculous. Not cool, Zeke. Um, so the next day, uh, in the lunchroom, they all kind of are together, and um, Telly sits down at the table, and she's, like, exhausted from not getting any sleep because of Zeke. Yeah. And um, Budnick comes around and, like, whispers Zeke the plumber in her ear, try to... I I wrote down here that Telly must have the ability to fall asleep in seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Because she puts her head down, and immediately she's having a nightmare. Um, there's also a great Budnick clip here, one of my favorites of the episode. You know something? What? You're a real jerk. And you're a real baby. I tell a ghost story and you buy hook, line, and stinker. I just cut one. Hey, give me the ball. Yeah, yeah that is a line I still actually use. <laughs> <laughs> hook, line, and stinker. Uh, and actually, for a long time, I don't think I knew that it came from this episode. Yeah. It was just must have stuck in my head. Um, but uh, a great zinger by Budnick. Yeah, really. <laughs> um... So, to get back at Budnick, um, Telly and Michael dare him to spend alone, uh, spend a night alone in the woods where Zeke died. Yeah, but before we talk about that, yeah. I think um, it's definitely worth noting that scene with Telly in the ball. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <whoa>. um, <laughs> we don't want to skip over that because that's also one of the great lines of, well, let's hear it. We're at a ball. There's a ball. So let's have a ball. I said I wanted to play ball, not go to a ball. Are you deaf? No. Dead. <laughs> yes. This stuff is for sissy little girls who got nothing better to do with their lives. But you are a sissy little girl, aren't you? No. I'm getting out of here. No! Yes, I'm afraid you're trapped here for quite a long while. For the rest of your life. So relax. Enjoy the music. And let's dance! <laughs> I gotta get out of this ball. 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 <laughs> so I just love that Zeke. It's all... <laughs> It's almost beyond fear. Now he's like, it's wordplay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to mess with you. This was also one of the most memorable moments to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the telly repeating, I got to get out of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Got to get out of the ball. Yeah, there's so many great little lines. <laughs> Hook, line, and stinker. Got to get out of the ball. Uh, I love when she says, are you deaf? And he says, no. Dead? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a really well-written episode. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, actually, like, Rightfully so, people would remember it for being scary. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think, maybe underrated for being really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so this is, anyway, so they they finally d- want to get back at Budnick. Yeah, they've had um, enough. So they, like, call him out, like, in front of everybody and dare him to spend a night out there in the clearing where Zeke died. <laughs> supposedly died. Whatever. You know? yeah, yeah, Sponge is able to find the exact spot where he expired. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, do you know what they have to do if they lose all of them? Yeah. Um, 
uh, Michael would have to tell the whole camp about Harry the Hippo, right? He'd have he'd have to carry he'd it have, around. Yeah, he'd have to carry it around, and then uh, Telly would have to wear a dress for a yeah. day. Um, so pretty. What about Budnick? Uh, Budnick would have to tell the camp like what a loser he is. What a wuss he is. What a wuss he is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Does, I mean, it doesn't seem like a totally fair trade, but yeah. okay. <laughs> Their deal. Um, so they uh, leave, they take Budnick out to the spot and leave him out there with a bunch of supplies. Mm-hmm. Like, more supplies than I think he deserves. But but, but this is this is also like the friendship of Donkey Lips yes. being more of a friend to Budnick than Budnick will ever yeah. be to Donkey Lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is also, man... I don't want to overload with clips here, but this is a great, another great Budnick line. You ten-ton traitor tuna. <laughs> I mean, Budnick just turning on donkey lips like that. Yeah. And I've never, I've never heard that phrase before. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, so while Budnick's out there waiting, um, the kids go back to the bunk mm-hmm. and plan like how they're going to get back at Budnick that night. Yeah, they're planning Uggs there too. Yeah, and he says, don't worry, I got my own plan. <laughs> yeah. um, and at the same time, Budnick's kind of prepping because he knows they're coming for him. Yes. Um, and there's... One thing I didn't like in this episode is there's this kind of like stupid Mission Impossible song that plays under while Budnick's getting ready. And it kind of, <laughs> uh, it kind of undercuts like <laughs> the feel of the rest of the episode. It feels more like Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I think it does add like give you an idea of what the scene's supposed to be yeah yeah yeah. so yeah he's prepping yeah um but uh while they're planning let's just hear what uh donkey lips has to say wait wait a minute guys wait a minute can we trust donkey lips cross my heart hope to die stick a pizza in my mouth believe me i want to get budnick just as much as you guys so a great donkey lips line (laughs) love it yeah Uh, um, that comes back to me pretty often um but uh, we see, like, w- as we watch Budnick set up the traps, we get an idea, I guess, of kind of what they're going to be. We don't really know exactly right. how they're going to work. Um, but uh, we move on to night, move forward into the night, and the kids start coming after Budnick. Uh, kind of, like, in groups, in yeah. little groups. But he's ready. Yeah. So the, <laughs> so the first, uh, Michael and Sponge, like, try mm-hmm. to sneak up on him, but yeah. Budnick hears with his... Uh, Special ruffled potato chips. <laughs> Which is not what he requested, but still effective. He yeah. hears them coming. Oh, he got regular potato chips. He at requested He wanted ruffles. ruffles. What is this? It's a bag of potato chips. I asked for ruffled potato chips. Hey, what's the difference? One has ruffles and the other one doesn't, you moron. You know, I was going to sit out here with you, but now you can forget it. Oh, so now you're abandoning me. Yeah. You know. I'm not sure if ruffles would have been crunchier I mean, do you have a preference ruffles or yeah definitely regular no no oh, doubt really? about it yeah uh, <laughs> you like ruffles? Going, um for plain chips i like ruffles uh, okay oh. all right <laughs> um but uh they so he hears them coming how does he get them was it the uh, soda cans yes yes yeah, they they get sprayed yeah <laughs> which you know would stop anybody in their tracks <laughs> i think they trip over it like yeah. the line yeah um and then uh, Zizi and Dina and Telly come, um, like, with, uh, like, pantyhose over mm-hmm. their faces. Yeah. So, kind of scary, like that. Um, uh, the girls come up, and they, and Budnick has set up a fake Budnick. Yeah. <laughs> sitting oh, in the chair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, Telly always knew he was a melon head, but <laughs> this proves it. Yeah, the lines are just <laughs> endless in this thing. It's really good. Um, 
And then, so they, like, scream, and they're, like, you know, mad at Budnick, so they yell out at him, and suddenly Budnick uh, reaches out from the trash can, this trash can, I don't know where it came from exactly, but uh, reaches out and grabs one of their shirts and, like, really freaks them out. Um, so at this point, Budnick's, like, king of the world. Yeah, he's really <laughs> strutting his stuff. He's won. Yeah. Winner and still champion! I'm not afraid of nothing! Nobody can scare me! <laughs> Come on out! Everybody! Oh, it's the big parade of losers! Loser, 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 and loser! And all the rest of the kids have been beaten down, kind of. Um, So they come out and they kind of, like, admit defeat. Um, But they dare Budnick to go out and... Oh, they hear, like, a noise in the woods and they dare Budnick to go look. Yeah. Um, He's got nothing to be afraid of now. (laughs) This is a line I remember from when we were younger. Um, Hello? Hello? Yeah, I think we used to do that line as best we could. Hello? (laughs) Um, So as Budnick's exploring the woods, all of a sudden, the fictional Zeke shows up. Yeah, yeah, but looking at, somehow knowing exactly what the dream Zeke looked like. Same overalls, same plaid shirt, same mask. Uh, so, but scary nonetheless. Nevertheless, I mean, oh, Zeke's terrifying. look is just is great. I mean, I we've discussed it with Are You Afraid of Dark. It's kind of that blank face type look, but still a few things going on. Bandage yeah. on the nose. I love like the dead eyes and like the yeah. real face of the mask, like right. a real person's face. And even though we know it's Ugg's voice, yeah. it's really a great voice in contrasted with the look. Yeah. I know as a kid, I never knew that it I didn't was think Ugg. about it. Yeah. No, I didn't think yeah. about it. Um, so, like, Zeke starts chasing Budnick <laughs> yeah. through the woods, and um, this is a pretty, it's a pretty effective chase scene, I yeah. think. Yeah, again, you kind of got the fast-paced music, but you got, like, um, you know, shots of their feet running, yeah. splashing in the water. Yeah. Um, but it's also very scary if you're a kid thinking about this adult chasing you through the woods. Yeah, and we... Or dead you know whoever he is we uh worked on a little movie years ago where oh. we went in the woods and we're trying to do some stuff so it, like having done that it makes me appreciate it even more yeah. it had to have been and it's at night yeah yeah uh, which we tried to film at night yeah. and it is no small task yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was cool um and uh so budnick leads zeke to well but he leads him to a trap like we don't know exactly yeah. at first uh you know Zeke thinks he has yeah. Budnick cornered. Yeah, but, and know. we, as the viewer, kind of think that, too. You know? Yeah, we don't know yeah, for that sure. Budnick's done, done for. Yeah. Um, however, little do we know, Budnick pulls a rope, and Zeke gets uh, strung up by the, um, what's it called, uh, cooler full yeah. of rocks. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure there could have been enough rocks to <laughs> hold uh, Ugg's whole weight, but yeah. you know, so he tries him. <laughs> I can smell your fear. Please stop. I'll make you a deal. I don't make deals with roaches. What if I told you everything I ever did bad at camp? Like carving Ugg as a loser in the sacred tree. How did you know that? Well, I can see inside your head. And you obviously knew I was luring you into a trap. What trap? This trap. You know, I knew you weren't a real ghost. 
when you said I smell your fear. Because the real Zeke the plumber didn't have a nose. So let's find out who you really are. I'm a loser, huh? What are you doing out here? No, not what am I doing out here? What am I doing up here? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. immediately Budnick knows he's dealing with an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that if he could sense things, then why did he run right into yeah. his trap? <laughs> oh, Budnick. At this moment in the episode, I'm so angry because Budnick has won yeah. every situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's a little, like, um, humbled. Mm-hmm. By the kids tricking him, but he has kind of won the day, yeah. I guess. Um, did Did you catch what Budnick's what the one thing that scares Budnick is? See, uh, very yeah, spiders, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm, I'm I'm happy they gave him something because there's you know there's something for everyone. Yeah. Oh, but 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 I guess Budnick doesn't really win the day because he, he tries to go back to camp and he can't find his way and he starts really losing it. He runs in the cobwebs. Yeah. Um, he's he falls he crumples to the ground <laughs> just in total panic. Someone help! Yeah, really whining and like almost crying, yeah. almost coming to tears. Yeah, and so this is the kid's chance to really rub it in his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not such a tough guy anymore. Um, but, so. But they do come to help him. They I mean, do. They, they do. And he even asks, is it because you guys are my friends? And yeah. they, they kind of hem and haw, like, yeah. eh. <laughs> And they make him carry back all their scary stuff as yeah. punishment yeah. Right. for right. him screwing up. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, and finally, I love this scene. I love this ending. The ending's perfect. Yeah. Uh, we, we cut to the next morning, and Ugg is still hanging from the tree. <laughs> Budnick was supposed to come back with help yeah. during the night. Yeah. Has forgotten Ugg. Yeah. Um, and even better than the just the hanging is that he's, like, facing the ugly as a loser card yeah. the trees. <laughs> yeah, his face is right where the episode started with ugly as a loser. Um, you can se- You can just see how frustrated he is. Uh, and then, in the midst of all of this, Donkey Lip's job was supposed to scare Budnick. He wore a pumpkin head mask. Yeah. Um, but he's gotten lost because he can't see out of the, <laughs> the mask. So he is also still wandering. And it's like a perfect um, perfect two things colliding. Of Ugg to helplessly hanging from a tree and being very angry. And then, like, stupid Donkey Lip still trying to wander around the woods in his... Um, Halloween mask. Yeah, just imagining Donkey Lips wandering around all night <laughs> is right. hilarious. Without, without the concept of, let me just take off the, <laughs> the mask. Um, and then Ugg's whole, like, performance during this part, mm. um, him, like, saying, I'm gonna kill <laughs> Robert Budnick, and uh, his scream when he sees uh, yeah. Donkey Lips headed toward him. It's, uh, it had it has shades of Daniel Stern in Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um... I wanna kill him. I wanna kill him. It's about time, Mr. Butnick. About time. It's just such a great freak out and like really they did a really good job bringing these elements back around yeah um with the carving on the tree especially mm-hmm. and donkey lips coming back at the end yeah it's a really well-rounded episode yep. so i mean you have yeah like you said the start and end are connected through the tree 
Um, you have an actual scary element of the story, the story that Zeke can kind of haunt your dreams. Yeah. Um, and then using that element in more of a realistic camp way. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of humor. Yes, very funny. And Ugg really gets involved. I like that Ugg is really involved. Yeah. Instead of where he's traditionally the antagonist to the kids or kind of trying to stop them from yeah. whatever it is they want to do, uh, he's really embracing <laughs> trying to scare yeah. Budnick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a great Ugg episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, one of his stronger, yeah. stronger episodes. Um, so really well-rounded. Yeah. Just... I, and, I mean, yeah, we kind of sped through there, but it's... Uh, yeah, there's every every little thing about it kind of works. And, yeah, uh, each um, each scene I think was like really well paced and like did what it was what it needed to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, there wasn't so, wasted time. Yeah, I, I think as a kid, this like really scared me. I mean, yeah. especially the character Zeke. Yeah, it's just quite frightening. Even though his uh, power was a little suspect, uh, <laughs> sucking your thoughts with his plunger yeah. <laughs> but still scary for someone to oh, stick yeah. a plunger in your yeah. face <laughs> oh that's another great shot uh yeah. when the plunger goes yeah. over the camera <laughs> right yeah yeah pretty kind of an inve- kind of inventive i mean yeah, yeah an everyday household item which now can scare you <laughs> yeah so uh, one of the best no doubt yeah. yeah it's uh agreed um so let's talk about like some of the some of the other things about the episode yeah hi this is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. Okay, um, I think the real star of this episode was Kirk Bailey as Ugg and <laughs> Zeke. Yeah, uh, and like and like we've said, I think a couple times, as a, I know as a kid, I did not realize. Yeah, no, I, I had no clue. Yeah, um, even I. Even had some confusion after it was over. Like, wait a minute, they unmasked Ugg as Zeke the plumber, but Zeke was still haunting their dreams and like looked the same. Yeah. It's just, a, but, yeah. um, but uh, he did a really great job. I mean, I loved it. I I always love Ugg's performance. It's really over the top and like just really fits the show. Yeah, I Kirk think. Bailey was great. Yeah. Um, some things that Kirk Bailey also did. Uh, house guest mm. with Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in an anime called Trigun, which is one of my favorites. Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't see it. He was like the main antagonist, which was like weird for yeah. me to find out. Um, he was also in another anime, Cowboy Bebop. He, he did a voice in Hotel Transylvania hmm. and Frozen. Oh, so he does wow. a lot of voice work, and he still works today. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Um, the director of the episode is a guy named uh, Jeff Kibbe. Um He also has directed. Uh, he directed a couple episodes of Twenty One Jump Street. Mm. Uh, he directed five episodes of Salute Your Shorts, which include this one, uh, Mail Carrier Mono, which is one of my yeah. favorites. Um, Budnick and Michael Fake being sick. Ooh, uh, that's a great one. Also another yeah. really good one. Uh, he directed six episodes of Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Uh, he directed 20 episodes of Melrose, Pla- Melrose Place, mm. <laughs> uh, five episodes of Baywatch, um, four episodes of Angel, uh, and he had a brief scene in the 1979 show Charlie's Angels in one episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but like a lot of very mainstream 90s stuff. Yeah. It seemed um, like he really had a very particular aesthetic kind of going with yeah. those. Um, but, I mean, Zeke 
I guess this, we can credit the writer a little more, but coming out of the gate with Zeke the Plumber is... Uh, yeah. I think this may... Uh, for me, this may be his best work. Yeah. Yeah, of those options, <laughs> I, I would agree. Uh, the writer of the episode is also the creator of Salute Your Shorts. His name's Steve oh. Slavkin. Huh. Um, so he created Salute Your Shorts. He wrote nine episodes, this among them. Um, he also did some writing on the Power Rangers hmm. in the early 2000s. Uh, and he is, of course, the voice of Dr. Khan, ah, yes. who is um, <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah, that was a, just a great addition to the show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what about trivia? Uh, yeah. This happens to be Kirk Bailey's favorite episode. I read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and this was interesting. It's, the episode has been rarely played in syndication for being too scary. Yeah. Um, it look... I. I I don't. I can't vouch for this for certainty, but I did read that it replayed on Gas, Nick Gas, the mm-hmm. station once late at night in 2003, and supposedly the Telly and Michael Dream sequences were cut. Wow. <laughs> um, see the version I watched, which is not on a DVD. I watched the version on Daily Motion, and at the bottom it says Gas 2003. Oh. Um, but it nothing I had was the cut. Dream yeah, sequence. Nothing. Okay. Um, but that's very interesting that they wouldn't air... I mean, one thing about this episode is I thought about it a lot as a kid, and I did eventually buy bootlegs off eBay, huh. um, because I... I mean, I like Salute Your Shorts, but I desperately wanted to see this episode, yeah. and they were awful quality, but it was it was worth the $20 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I could understand Nickelodeon's concern about the episode being maybe too intense yeah if they had cut out those two scenes though that would be like <laughs> you would be you'd ruining lose the whole it. feel yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, particularly Michael's scene yeah um, and finally um, the fe- uh, featured song in the episode called Pier Gint I guess is how you pronounce it mm-hmm. it's a classical composition by composer Edvard Grieg mm. um, and you can hear this in the ball slow, like really slowed down. Mm-hmm. And when Ugg is hanging from the tree in the morning, yeah, I think it's like a re- they must reuse this because this was really like yeah. uh, this really like stuck in my head and like I remembered hearing it a lot. Right, um, that's interesting because someone on YouTube in the comments for Zeke the Plumber was asking what song huh. it was and they had no response. So I hope they're a listener. I hope so. <laughs> but it's a great song though too. I think it really fits the feel of the show. Agreed. Um, some trivia I had was that Kirk Bailey had to hang upside down for 35 minutes in the nightmare, uh, in daytime shots and said he actually got nauseous and threw up each time he was taken down. Oh, wow. Uh, So he's, uh, not just acting here, he's sacrificing. (laughs) It does look like he's like really strained in the scene and his face is all red and like the veins are big. Yeah. And because they didn't shoot on a stage, a lot of this stuff isn't staged yeah uh, he seems to be hanging from a tree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um also uh, in in the episode you see budnick played by danny cooksey reading a wrestling magazine while waiting to trap the kids um this was done because in real life uh both danny cooksey and michael bauer are actually very big wrestling fans oh. um so a little bit of reality yeah. in the episode <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that would be allowed nowadays. Fit in a little of your own yeah. personality in the show? I don't show. think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stray observations? Yeah. Um, yeah, We. Uh, I'm not sure if we really broke it down, but Zeke is wearing jean overalls, yeah. like a plaid shirt, yep. and this was a clue at the time, I didn't realize, but Ugg's bucket hat that he wears. Oh, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. I guess I probably I didn't realize that till right now. <laughs> um, did you happen to look for Camp Anwana shirts in this episode? Um, yes, I did. Oh boy. I wonder okay, if we I'll, found the same. I'll amount. be interested to hear what you say because all I found was one yellow shirt in the background. Some kid. My note right here: one visible <laughs> camp shirt, yellow on an extra. <laughs> Playing basketball. It's great. Yeah. It was almost impossible to catch. I'm not even sure. You know, I was really looking hard because there's a lot of colorful shirts yeah. in the show, and so you're always trying to kind of squint. Yeah. Uh, and when I say always, I guess just you and me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that they used that for an extra instead of one of the main characters. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Um, the toothpaste trick mm-hmm. to ward off ghosts. Yeah. You know who that was recommended by? No. Oh. I missed it. <laughs> Four out of five witch doctors from the island of Lombago. Yeah, but witch doctors. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I thought that was a good joke in the yeah, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Witch doctors. <laughs> um, and this was from A Girl's Guide to Ghouls. Mm, sure. <laughs> and um, finally, I don't, I don't know if you caught the other Dr. Khan appearance in the episode. I, I did. Uh, did you? Yeah. Uh, he asks all campers to discard all milk with the label expiration 1983, <laughs> which would be yeah. at this point eight years yeah. over uh, expired. Um, cool. Uh, so when Budnick is telling his story at the lodge, did you count? Uh, the, so there's the main cast in there, yeah. but there's a few other campers. Did you know how many campers no, are also listening to his story? I did not. All right. So um, there's, of course, the other option was bingo. But by my count, there were five other campers outside of the main group listening wow. to his story, which has me thinking, what, you know, did Zeke the Plumber story have an effect on these yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you note how many extras in the entire episode? Definitely not. <laughs> uh, this was a tough one because I'm sure they reuse people, yeah. but it's just too hard to tell because there's a lot of like shots of kids walking outside. Yeah. Or, um, But by my count, and it seems like a lot for a Salute Your Short episodes, uh, episode, there was 23 extras. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're really good at using the extras to make it feel full. Yeah. In this show in particular. Yeah, generally pretty good. Um, did you note what time and what t- what day and time on um, Sponge's video at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> no. Huh? Uh, it's a Monday, and it's 9:25 a.m. when Budnick is oh wow into the tree. <laughs> he got up quite early to <laughs> do that. You would have to to get one by Ugg. <laughs> I love Ugg uh, in that scene. Um, I don't know if we really hit upon it, but like, yeah, uh, jumping out from the side of the tree to catch <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, he's just been waiting. <laughs> um, did you note what uh, Budnick says? Um, there was one other thing besides his plunger that they found of Zeke the plumber after the explosion. <sighs> they found the plunger. I'm gonna guess his nose. Oh, well, well, I guess they couldn't really find his nose. No, I, I don't know. I have no idea. His upper lip. Oh, his upper <laughs> lip. <laughs> um, uh, and also, uh, last one here. Did you note what um, Donkey Lips brings for Budnick uh, when he's outside? We know there's the chips, which yeah, Budnick is not pleased with. The but uh, there's there's two other items in which he's brought him. Hmm. Are we counting the cooler? No. Okay. Uh, but. Oh, I'm sorry, Donkey Lips, when he gets there, proudly states, I brought you your blank, blank, uh, blank. Okay. Um, well, one of them must be some sort of soda. Soda? Um, so we got soda, chips, and? 
Well, we talked about the wrestling magazine, so it wasn't that. No, it was a, it was a food. Hmm. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, it's the same thing as the first prize in bingo, licorice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. So, yeah. Uh, so those are some of my stray observations. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of little stuff, a lot of fun stuff, and like I said, just an endless amount of really funny lines. Yeah. Throughout. Uh, that leaves us with ratings. Yeah. Um, this has an 8.7 on IMDb oh. and a 9.3 on TV.com. Hmm. And I think both kind of low yeah, like, compared I, to some shows we've talked about. Yeah. But, um, well, for me, it's a 5 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be that if I had to pick a definitive like episode of a Nickelodeon of any Nickelodeon show, this might be it. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of like has embedded itself in my mind is like uh i loved everything about the episode the humor and the scariness that was right up my alley definitely and um i think and it was like a step above the other episodes mm-hmm. by a bit <laughs> maybe it was just the zeke character but uh i would have a hard time coming up with something better yeah. i even loved it a lot watching it again now <laughs> yeah I think, like, there, I can consider this many ways. So when I give Kreb stars, I usually just gauge it against the series yeah. that it's from. Um, and this is, I think, without a doubt, the best episode of Salute Your Short. So it's a five yeah. for me. Um, but like you said, not only the best episode of Salute Your Shorts, but one of the, just the most memorable from the whole decade. Um, and like I, like, like I had mentioned, I, I mean, I bought the DVDs just yeah. for this episode. I... You know, I was pretty. It was early 2000s, so I was still in high school, and I was trying to go online and find a way to get a hold of this thing. And yeah. it's still not readily available. Um, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. They they put out some episodes on iTunes. Um, yeah, and you can buy them off. Um, you can buy a few off of Prime. Yeah. Um, someone left a comment. I think Endless Alexandra left a comment for us on our Instagram in saying that actually. Uh, Michael Bowers, who played Donkey Lips, oh. he sells them, yeah. and he'll even autograph <laughs> if you buy from him. Um, but they're still bootlegs, yeah. you know? And so, uh, I think Nickelodeon should get on this and find either a streaming service or... Yeah, very odd. There's so few episodes that I think they, like, reading about it, they seem to kind of, like, pull back from it because mm-hmm. they didn't have as much material to reuse. But, at the same time, it was, like, one of the highest-rated shows, even though there were no new episodes. Um, and uh, there are so few episodes, it would take one DVD volume. Like, I <laughs> yeah. don't see yeah, why not just w- throw it out there. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's. I think it kind of stands alone. I, I briefly consider giving it a 4.5 because, just because as an Can't episode... Imagine. I don't love the Budnick, um, like, prank stuff on the kids, uh, where he's setting up the traps for them, and they're they're kind of stumbling into them. To me, the episode goes from, like, really creepy and unsettling and fun, like a fun kind of Halloween feel, to uh, Budnick and his pranks and zaniness. And listen, I I gave it a five. (laughs) But there, there was a part of me that wanted to lean four point five because I just don't like that like five minutes of the episode. That's strange because I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought it was a little bit clunky, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like I couldn't think of a way that I would do it better. Yeah, and it still doesn't. It doesn't derail the episode in any way. Yeah, it's the episode stands up. Um, and really, that part of the episode I don't like would be a great part of any other 
Salute Your yes. Shorts episode. Yeah. It's just, I think, in comparison to what was happening around it, it felt mm. like a little bit of a lull. But mm. not, not bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I feel you on that. Yeah. So before we wrap up, there was a couple comments I liked on YouTube. Yeah. So let's do what would YouTube comments do. Uh, one comment I found, uh, and this is on a video with the scene in Michael's bunk, uh, Laura Richter says, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why in elementary school I couldn't go in a bathroom alone for three years. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about that um, when we talked about Zeke for, like, one-off characters. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely remember reading that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and so there was another one I liked from... Um, Kavik 901 and they said I remember being late to second grade the following day after watching this due to not being able to sleep the night before <laughs> uh, so really affecting kids in yeah. elementary school um, yeah just haunting a whole generation of kids dreams I feel like yeah it's um it, it stays with you everything about it kind of stays with you which is the sign of a great episode yeah um, for sure so it's been fun talking about it uh, we wanted to get our friend Chris's thoughts yeah um he admittedly told us he hasn't watched it recently, so he's just going to do his best to recall. Um, so let's give him a call. It's time for Call That. Sounding good. Oh, yeah. Sounding great. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for uh, calling us about Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how, how'd that conversation go? Is it just as good as you remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with with a few with a few faults here and there. Do you, yeah. what, what do you recall about the episode? Yeah. Okay, so... I remember, I think the thing that sticks out for me the most is the voice of uh, <laughs> yeah. Zeke. Yeah. Like, just his voice was really scary to me as a kid. Um, and I and I know exactly what it sounds like. Because <laughs> it's, it's kind of kind of an interesting uh, choice. Like, it's kind of, it, it, like, it kind of sounds dumb, like, <laughs> like, like uh, kind of like talking like, <laughs> like that or something, but like muffled within a mask, it sounds uh, scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost that uh, Batman effect of putting on that little bit of different uh, yeah. tone to it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Batman is similar, except the, the disfigured thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of feels like almost x filesy to me mm. um just the whole not not the plot but just like the the i the way that he looks he looks kind of like one of those uh uh gulag uh <laughs> or what, whatever the alien resistance people showed that <laughs> yeah show their eyes shut <laughs> yeah yeah super like creepy looking yeah so they did a good job with that. It was genuinely terrifying. It terrified everyone I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might I be mean, like. Did you, did, sorry. Did you did you guys feel like scared at all watching it again? 
I I felt creeped out. I mean, <laughs> the um the scene in which it's I think the first time you see him where um he's plunging the toilet yeah. in Michael's bunk, but it's just the bunk oh, is, yeah. the bunk is empty. So when Michael wakes up, the only thing there is Zeke plunging a toilet in the pitch dark. Yeah. Uh and it's that as an adult is really really unsettling. Yeah. I so, so when did the episode air? Uh, it aired in June of 1991. Okay, so is this like, in, has Ari Afraid of the Dark already started? Hmm. Um, we think it has in Canada, but it hadn't aired quite yet on Nickelodeon. Because it definitely, I mean, is going for a similar feeling. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, that that, was, that's interesting. I mean, I would say for me, this is the most memorable episode of Nickelodeon TV. I don't even have to rewatch it. I feel like I know the plot pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I remember my girl, the girl Dina, looking especially fine in this episode, <laughs> although I haven't seen it since I was yeah. 12. Yeah. So, yeah, but as a 12 year old. As a very. As a 12 year old, she was. Yeah, not as a, a grown adult as I am now, because I just want to make clear that, that that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, that that you're no um that you're no Mr. Tasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's that that this episode and this show in general made me want to go to summer camp uh, a lot, and I never went to summer camp, and I don't think I would have like thrived <laughs> at summer, summer camp. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think it was really for me. I would just spend the whole time trying to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but the the idea as a kid of like getting to hang out with pretty girls in their pajamas was certainly <laughs> appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, I can feel that. That, um. that. Yeah, like, whoa, this is so cool. We're all just like hanging out and like, you know, because like at, at that point, like girls seemed like such foreign creatures and there's nothing more kind of domestic and like normal feeling than pajamas. It's not like, <laughs> like cool. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay, like, I don't same level I can hang. Yeah. Let that guy down a little bit. Sure, sure. Well, do you, do you remember the uh, reveal who Zeke ends up being at the end? Well, dog. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did you uh, feel about yeah. that and like the way the story uh, played out? Um, well, I think it's a big uh, moment for Ugg's character development, <laughs> where like we see him as you know not always the butt of the joke. Yeah. Um, where like you know, it, without this episode, I think Ugg, I would see Ugg differently. Uh, I remember not being able to believe it that I didn't figure out that it was Ugg at first. Yeah. yeah. Once you hear the voice, then it forever you hear it, you just see it as like Ugg trying to sound scary. I mean, it sounds just like Ugg. Yeah. Um, but I I do like that, uh, even though out of context, it's, you know, really kind of messed up to like terrify <laughs> those children that much. I think nowadays you would, there'd be some sort of lawsuit involved and <laughs> yeah. sort of, you know, emotional damages and, and whatnot. Uh, but 
uh, at the time, I mean, in context, given how much those kids torture us, I was pretty into it. I was like, okay, I'm, oh, you're standing up for yourself. You're getting them back for all the stuff that they've done to you. And, uh, good, good on you. Except in, except in, in the show, uh, you know, I, I didn't know this at the time, but it's only the second episode. So, uh, right out of the gate. What? Yeah, it's the second episode of the series. Yeah, I think it's Michael gets to camp and then yeah. immediately Zeke the plumber. <laughs> um, but Ugg does get his comeuppance at the end when uh, he falls into Budnick's trap and hangs upside down yeah. from a tree all night. Oh yeah. Um, and then That's of true. and then of course Donkey lips storming towards him in his pumpkin mask. <laughs> oh yeah, it's got it all. Yeah. Yeah. There is some. There is like, some. Scary, funny. Yeah. It really hits that balance. Mm. I'm, I'm excited about all this Halloween content. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think this is the only time we're going to have you on this month. Is is there any, like, Halloween memories as a kid that, like, you really remember? Yeah. Or costumes? To, this episode we talked a little bit about our favorite scary movies. Um, is there anything that stands out to you in any of those regards? You know what? I've, I've, uh, I've never liked Halloween. Oh, uh, man. And... I know. I, I mean, it's not like I actively dislike it, and I feel really left out for not liking it. I just, I, I've never dressed up in a costume that I thought was cool. Yeah. Uh, I have never gone to a cool Halloween party. I've never, uh, I mean, I, I remember enjoying going trick-or-treating and, uh, like, getting candy and stuff when I was young, but... Like, I always felt, like, a, a huge amount of FOMO on Halloween. Like, that was always my dominant feeling. Like, I know that there's cool stuff happening on Halloween. It's almost like New Year's for me. Like, yeah. why can't I find what the cool <laughs> stuff that is, that is going on? Because there's all this cultural, like, Halloween propaganda <laughs> that's saying, like, this is so fun and scary and, like, like girls look really pretty on Halloween, and dudes are like, you know, make building friend, build friendships forever, and uh, you know maybe you'll make that have that real breakthrough moment with that person that you've always wanted to get to know, and uh, maybe you'll find that house that has the king size candy bar. Like none of that stuff ever happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not sure how much of that stuff happened to me. There was a lot of. Uh... Uh, pressure to have a good time on <laughs> Halloween. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very similar to Nina's. So, yeah. so I'm curious. You very, think of, like we grew up not dissimilarly. So, what did you guys? What like really? I know, I know you're both into Halloween. Like, why? How, how did it uh, live up to the hype for y'all? Yeah. Um, I think I just like loved the atmosphere, like a month of like scariness ar- surrounding me. I guess I wasn't so worried about exactly what I did on Halloween. Just, yeah. just that Halloween yeah. existed. Yeah. I think it's the feel of that month. So like I, I, you know, the leaves changing and then people putting kind of scary decorations in the yard, and then of course, I mean, it might sound shallow, but a lot of the just the pop culture of you know scary episodes of TV or scary movies coming out. Um, I, no, that's not uh, I, I think I really fed into that and it 
felt a little different than the other holidays where I didn't feel any relation yeah. um, to to you know Thanksgiving or whatever. I mean, I was happy to be have a week off school, but um, Halloween felt like something where at the end of it, not only was the month fun, but the candy could be fun. Uh, people are willing to look a little dumber than normal and. Uh, yeah. It just has a real. Yeah. It just had a real feel to me, and I, I, I think just in the same regards as Nickelodeon, I'm probably still a little like nostalgic about it. Uh, so it probably was never as good as I'm thinking, <laughs> but um, it certainly like has a warm spot in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I all that makes sense. I guess maybe you guys probably like scary movies more than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really, I don't love the horror genre. Again. I don't have anything against it. I just, like, it's hard for me to get into it because I feel like often, I don't know, maybe I'm just being a snob, but I feel like the movies aren't good. Like, oh, yeah, they're yeah. Like, oh. They're, like, cool scenes, but, like, there aren't... I mean, there are movies I love, like The Shining, I think, is, like, a really great movie, and I'll watch that as a great movie. Um, I But I can kind of feel you on that. I mean, horror movies in particular, I think, are, like fewer and far between like the good really good ones yeah. that nail it and i think a lot of it for me is like um just a certain style that i liked about them you know yeah. like a lot of it's like you it either connects with you or doesn't i think mm-hmm. yeah. um one yeah, I, it felt, yeah yeah no i think i think i think yeah. like from a practical standpoint you're right there's many more misses than yeah. hits um but well, I don't I, want to just be practical. I'm like, I'm not trying to be critical. I'm like, I'm literally like, I've struggled to get into it, even though I like have friends who are really into it. I want to be into it. Yeah, I don't know. Part of part of the fun for me is just watching through stuff to find some of the gems. I guess mm-hmm. I'll like throw on. There's mm. a, there's a channel called Chiller, which doesn't generally play wow. play all the hits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it's sometimes fun just to throw it on and see if something's really fun or, you know, a lot of times it's stupid. And then sometimes I kind of stumble across something where it's of interest. So I think part of it is to kind of the discovery of what works because there is so much yeah. junk out there. Yeah. I, I like The Omen. I like, well, there's definitely a handful of movies that I'm into. I mean, I really like The Shining. Like The Shining is yeah. one of my favorite mm-hmm. period. Um, so I guess so I'm like not anti the genre did you guys discuss uh, your favorite um, costumes that you you were uh, as kids you know like a a favorite like this this is what I want I really went all out for um you know I I mean I was turtle I was the Ninja Turtles for a very long time (laughs) yeah that that uh, which do you do this can I guess which turtle you guys uh, identify most with well, okay, so this is a two-parter. The turtle I most identify with now is not the turtle I dressed up as. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> well, I would, I would guess that you dressed up as Michelangelo and that you identify with Donatello. Uh, I didn't, no, I dressed up as Leonardo, but I definitely, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I, Donatello is the most interesting to me now. As a kid, I, I, no kid should like Donatello. Um, but I think, yeah, he, he, I, but I think as an adult, you can, you can, I can appreciate now really how he holds the group together. Well, as a yeah. kid, Donatello was always my favorite. What? Yeah. <laughs> Since what? the beginning. Yeah, I, I really wish I didn't agree with Joey because I, I, I swear I was going to guess 
I when when George said that I'm like, hmm, maybe Andrew would identify with that because <laughs> I don't see you mostly out of default because I don't see you identifying with the other one. I feel like the next closest was um, uh, Leonardo just because of his swords, but at the same time, you know, Donatello had a little more going on. I felt like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, had, he he made a lot happen with like a stick. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bow. It was also the best weapon in all the video games. Like, you oh, could stretch yeah. the furthest. Yeah, so. you could really poke oh, the ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you? Is there someone you identified with? Oh, for sure. <laughs> and? <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're obviously the guest. Don't tell me it was Raphael. Uh, oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. Raphael, yeah. Raphael seems too angry for your... Uh, for you he's perfect for chris he's like the like always pushing against the grain of what everybody <laughs> else is doing so, you know. okay well I, I really liked his weapon with the like size or oh, yeah, yeah. Size, yeah. I, i'd never seen that anywhere else and it was just kind of aesthetically the, like the best looking weapon to me yeah like i just thought they were they don't seem very practical but like <laughs> uh, i just thought they were cool yeah, yeah and i like that he was a little abrasive uh, <laughs> Uh, but still a good guy, you know? It's hard to be abrasive and still, you know, a uniter, and I think that he was able to pull that off. For sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Some deep Ninja Turtles talk. Have a, yeah. a favorite costume? Oh, man. Um, I do remember putting a lot of work into a Pennywise costume when, uh, like, sh- uh, a couple years after I saw the movie, probably. Um, but it turned out nothing like the <laughs> the actual Pennywise. It was just like a evil clown. Mm. But that that was probably like the last well, time I like really tried. And that's probably a pretty common experience for kids is to put in a lot of effort and then have it look like junk. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happened to me with a Ninja Turtle costume one time. Just did not work out. Yeah. Um. And I think the costume that I put the most effort into was like later in my adult life when uh, I went to OU's Halloween thing the mm. one time I went because I'm like you know that was like that was like a thing that's a thing in Ohio Ohio University has this big Halloween party situation um, the party you you were waiting for your whole life have you I'm saying have that's you been? I haven't been to it but it seems it sounds like this was the thing you were waiting for earlier when you said you, you wanted something exactly. great. To, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was totally the thing I was waiting for. And so I'm like, I have to get a good costume. And then I couldn't think of anything. And I don't even remember what I was. I was, maybe you guys will remember the name of the guy. It was, uh, it was something that we made fun of all the time. It was like a show on MTV and he was like a boy band guy and he had like really tall hair. And he used to, like, write songs for people, I think. I think that was, like, the show. I think his name was oh, Ryan. Oh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Cabrera? Or Caraba? Ryan Cabrera, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I made, like, a really elaborate Ryan Cabrera <laughs> costume. So I think that was really hot that year. Um, <laughs> it was really dumb. <laughs> uh, but I had a great time. Oh, good. That's what I was <laughs> yeah, really I wondering. I didn't feel like I was, I was missing out. I really, that was the one Halloween where, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I'm uh-huh. do this once. <laughs> so, I've done Mardi Gras once in the same way. I did, and, like, I'll never go to Mardi Gras again. I'll never go to a big Halloween 
thing again but it felt good to do that the one time you know yeah awesome well okay um thanks for calling in and talking about halloween and joining us we're always glad to have you yeah i'll make a zeke the plumber mix on spotify (laughs) oh we can push that up to 12 facebook followers Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think we're up to 16 now, so mm. thank, thank, oh, nice. all thanks to that 1994 <laughs> playlist. I, I bet. I think you should consider making like a, a Halloween Spotify playlist or a Halloween playlist of some sort. Hmm. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like totally up right, your alley. Right. But. Uh, uh, talk about more Halloween stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thanks again. All right. See you guys. All right. So that was Chris. Uh, you know, always we, good to hear from him. Yeah. Some some <laughs> some critical thoughts on Ninja Turtles and yeah. <laughs> you know. I do. Good. Li- I do like to hear the different uh, takes on Halloween. Yeah. I guess I just. Assumed. Yeah, I yeah. had it in my head as like this great thing. Maybe it wasn't everybody's favorite. Yeah, it'll be interesting throughout the month to see if everybody is uh, <laughs> ex- excited about Halloween as we yeah. are. Um, we have a pretty full month. Yeah, we got a lot of good coming stuff up. coming up. Um, I think there's, I think we have a guest on every episode, but next week's. Yeah. Um, so uh, that'll be fun to hear what they have to say too yeah and it won't even be next week uh because we're like a like i mentioned before we're going to try to get you as many episodes yeah. as possible so we're talking a couple a week um so our next one's coming up soon and uh, what are we talking about um next week or well next time we're talking about nick or treat yeah one of uh one of my favorite nickelodeon uh, halloween things that they had going on yeah it really sets the the tone for Halloween, yeah, uh, really, as a kid, yeah, made it made Halloween interactive like all month long in a sense. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm excited to talk about that one. Um, yeah. and we'll we'll have an all new callback guest on uh, next week's episode. Yeah. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, you can contact us uh, on Twitter at boc podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at Orange Couch Podcast at Gmail. Uh, and you can also find us on Podbean and iTunes. Um, we have our first one-star review. Last last episode, I begged people to leave us any <laughs> review, and I got my wish. <laughs> uh, they didn't leave a comment, so I don't know why they disliked hmm. the show. I, I, I'd rather know why. <laughs> Um, but if you have a one, two, three, four, five star review, uh, leaving a comment is we like constructive oh, feedback. Oh yeah, love to hear, <laughs> love to hear what we're doing wrong. Um, yeah, um, so we're gonna keep working hard. I think you guys are gonna love uh, this month if you're a fan of Nickelodeon. If you're a fan of Halloween, this is gonna be a great month. Uh, hashtag Podtober. <laughs> yes, we can't wait. Uh, we hope you'll join us for all these episodes, and we hope they'll really uh bring home the halloween spirit to you yeah cool all right